Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host, Arthur, and with me as always is my amazing co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you on this snowy Sunday morning? Uh, you know what? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm also doing good, you know. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a good snowy day about, you know, we, we could use the water up uh, up in the mountains. So snow is good up for now. Yeah. Yep. So I will not complain about that for now. And luckily it's Sunday. There's no work. So, I mean, it can snow Nobody's all day. Nobody's going out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, some people are going out, but. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I love snow. I don't care if it's like inconvenience or whatever. Just because. Yeah. Exactly. We're so fucking desperate for, for fucking water. It's crazy. it's crazy. I heard California got a good amount of water. And so um, maybe there will be some like greenery the next time that I go. Because it's, it's always depressing when I go with my parents, especially. Because my dad's like, oh, yeah, this used to be filled with like a lot of flowers and vines. <laughs> and like this and that. And, but it's like all like dried grass and like the canal and the channels are super empty. Wow. And like I kind of remember, I, I remember the channels being super full. God, and so we'll see. We'll see if um, having a lot of water, having a good rainy season, um, did a lot for like the city. I wouldn't hold your breath too hard, but because you know, um, the Great Salt Lake as well, the water's so low that we can't measure it no more. Because I think where they measure it, there is a above above water now too, and Mm. I mean, apparently, you know, I think uh, two weeks ago, uh, a foot more. Of water grew, I mean, and it came. So I mean, that's good, I guess. But yeah. a foot more compared to, who knows how much? I mean, I, we're getting, you know, we're trying to be optimistic here, right? But you know, just with climate change and all that, people just ignore it and they don't believe it and all this nonsense. And you know, it's kind of sad. But hey, you know, we'll see, man. Yeah. Well, I hear it's bullshit because um, I heard like you know we're kind of doing good because like you was like the Great Salt Lake especially um. Yeah um there was something like where where u.s magnesium was trying to like you know fuck it up even more but um people got around together and and um, got that got that not to happen but now like the biggest thing right now is like bear river where they're trying to divert um the main source of water for the great salt lake somewhere else and so that if that does end up happening that is kind of game over jesus for the great salt lake because that's like the primary I forgot what I forgot it's, it's not the Georgian River it's um I forgot what other river it is but that's like the primary water for the Great Salt Lake. Oh wow. Yeah. So like the Bear River like um diversion I don't know what it, I don't know exactly what it's called happens it'll it'll you know dry out and then like under the lake bed there's like a lot of arsenic and so it's going to make the air super like borderline unlivable. Oh wow. Look at that. That sounds amazingly fun oh god i know what the fuck you know well nothing we can do about that hopefully we just um you know get some policies going to uh fight climate change and all this nonsense but uh, i mean the way we're going it seems like no one cares so Uh, rest in peace earth yep well i guess with that though we are the anime fridge and we're gonna bring you (laughs) just we are the anime fridge, but occasionally we haven't done it in a long time. I think our last one was Joker, Brian. We did uh, the mm-hmm. cinema fridge, right? And we yes. ventured off anime and we did a movie. And today's going to be the same thing again. We're bringing it back, baby. We're finally bringing it back. We're going to do a review of The Whale, uh, a 24 yeah. movie. We'll get into that later. 
But before that, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards have come out, and we're going to go through it. We're going to go through Round Robin, as we do, Brian and I, go back and forth and, uh, you know, see who we vote for and are Crunchyroll Awards wrong? Are they right? We'll see. We'll go through it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Excellent. Jam-packed episode that uh, I'm looking forward to. So, you want to just jump right into this, Brian, or you got anything you want to catch up on? Let the audience know about. Mm. Maybe if we're talking about cinema, I guess we can talk about movies. I heard a conspiracy theory that um, Shazam was going to tank just because like, it's like, slotted at a really bad time. More like I think Ant-Man's coming out at the same time and I forget what other movie. Oh. And um, I was okay. wondering if you knew any anything about that. Well, I know that in general, I think this time of year, either January, February, is the worst time for cinema. A lot of the times I know the best time you want to do it is November, December, when families are together. And I mean, which explains why James Cameron's, you know, Avatar is now the third biggest grossing film of all time. It's kind of insane. And, uh, you know, first of all, you got that. But if you're going to pair it with Quantumania of Ant-Man, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're kind of, you know, I'd rather watch Quantumania than Shazam. But I'll watch it both anyway. Shazam. No, I'm just saying if I had, you know, if I was on a budget, you know, if you have oh, a big yeah, family, yeah. you know, you have a huge family and you're on a budget, you're going to go see a movie. You can only choose one. I'd probably mm-hmm. choose Ant-Man with the family. But, I mean, it's only me and my brother. I mean, it's no problem just, you know, paying for two of us. But I understand yeah. with bigger families, they have to kind of pick and choose, you know, uh, especially with the economy and everything. You got to pick and choose what you want to do, what you want to see, because more or less everything that's fun now is expensive. So, it's rough for families out there, and if Shazam comes out at the same time as Ant Man, and you said another movie, we don't know what the other movie is yet, but I'm sure it's also a big, uh, a bigger hit. We'll see. I mean, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Are you excited for any movies in particular? I'm so because a lot of people says there's gonna be good movies, a lot of good movies this year. This year, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of good movies coming out this year for sure. I mean, first of all, you have you said Shazam, Ant Man, those are exciting. But mm-hmm. I'm also excited for a movie called Close. It's a movie, uh, A24 film as well, about two friends that are extremely close, but everybody thinks they're gay because they're really close. Oh, and I, I saw I saw the trailer for that at, at The Whale. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited for that. I, was gonna think, I think that's going to be really good. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get it here in the States, though. It's coming out in January 27th, and that's pretty soon here. And I'm not seeing yeah. any, um, any times in these movies, so I don't know if it's going to be like an event thing. Because I know it's a foreign film, and hopefully it's like Lamb that we kind of get like a you know special screening maybe for us here. I mean that's one I'm excited for. I'm gonna go see that with my sister. She looked uh, very excited about it as well. But yeah. obviously you got Mario coming out as well. I mean that's yeah, a, Mario. That's a big <laughs> deal. I feel like I'm so excited. Um, are, do you fall into the Chris Pratt hate? Um, no, not really. I don't, I don't care that much. I mean, I don't hate it. But I just don't think it was the right choice. You know, I'm not going to be like, I'm not watching it because Chris Pratt. I mean, I think he's going to probably be the worst performance of the movie, which doesn't really mean mm-hmm. much because I think, you know, uh, Jack Black is just hard to compete against. And, uh, you know, you got yeah. uh, Keegan on. It's just, it's a rough one. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like Jack Black is going to shit on him. Um, <laughs> on everybody on there, dude. Just because the trailer was so good and it was mainly because of fucking Jack Black. He's going to carry like Kung Fu Panda. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not that's that goes without saying. I mean, you got Anya Taylor Joy. I love her. Uh, she's gonna be a good peach, I think, as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't fall into the hate. Just not my first pick, of course. 
that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Um, but also, just kind of get back, back to the close thing. You should check out the Salt Lake um, Broadway Theater. Okay. Um, they usually show like art house films that don't appear on Cinemark. I don't know if you've been there before. I have not. Okay. Um, I'll look that but I'll send you. I'll send you then. Oh, sorry. Pardon me. I'll send you. Um, I'll send you the website. So it's under like Salt Lake City Film Society. And then okay. they have two theaters, which is the Broadway Theater and the Tower Theater. And I, I don't know if the Tower Theater opened back up since COVID. Okay. They said soon, but it's been like fucking two years. So who knows? It's been a while. But um, yeah. It's been a while. And so, but the Broadway is open. And I checked there um, for close because they usually have all the A24 films and then kind of like the harder ones that don't get a big releasing. Yeah. And it's on there? Yeah. Yeah. So it's Solid City Film Society. Excellent. The Broadway Ryan, thank you. Theater. But yeah. Send me that link that then, man. Okay, for sure. I will. I will. I appreciate it. But what about you, Brian? Any movies this year? I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, I we mentioned Mario. Yeah, the new Indiana mm-hmm. Jones that everybody's kind of mixed on. The new Barbie film that's not going <laughs> to... Ins- I mean, it looks pretty interesting. And it's not going to have I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world song, of course. That's confirmed. Not going to be there. Uh, it's- <laughs> that's so weird. I well, believe they have to. They have to, but um, I believe that the Barbie brand, and I forgot what the the, bar- the parent company is, but they sued her, obviously, because they made Barbie look bad. So. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, of course. Right. That's so dumb. It, uh, I agree. I feel like everybody wants to hear that song. Everybody wants to hear that song. Right? I mean, come on now, man. Good Lord. Uh, but for movies I'm excited for... Um, I'm excited. Well, I don't know if I'm going to see that, man. Probably. I did like the second movie. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see. I think I think Paul Rudd is kind of like one of like, I feel like Ant-Man's kind of like the better superheroes out of, you know, Marvel, even though Marvel seems like it's dying soon. He's pretty great. Cocaine Bear seems like pretty like interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I don't cocaine. know if it's just going to be like, just like stupid. <laughs> I mean, even if it is just stupid, I feel like it's pretty fun. Sure. Yeah. We'll see. I feel like it's something I want to kind of see like the like like people's reactions first and mm. then go see because you know you don't want to go to like a mediocre movie no nah, of course but, um, waste your time. but yeah it seems packed because scream 6 it seems fun i love the scream series creed oh, 3 yeah. Yeah. creed 3 people are still into it even though they gave like half the movie in the fucking trailer um yeah i know right what the hell and man? then john wick i never seen john wick but maybe it's my time to finally catch up and watch all of them and then hopefully sure. catch chapter four. We'll see about that. Um, Dungeon and Dragon seems interesting just because, you know, I feel like Dungeons and Dragon has gotten so popular lately. Yes. Um, it's kind of crazy that they're making a movie out of it. And I, I know, like I right? Hear a lot of, I feel like I can hear a lot of nerds. They're like, oh, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons before. It was all like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the gatekeepers come like, out. Yeah, I feel like th- those are coming soon. Um, Absolutely. Super Mario Bros. I'm willing to watch. The Evil Dead, um, Rise. It seems interesting that they're making another one, and so we'll see. I mean, it's probably going to be shit like the rest, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, um, of course. What about Bo is Afraid? You seen? You heard of that? I haven't heard. It's Joaquin Phoenix, um, A twenty four film. Oh yeah. Does he play all three of them? Like, is that all one person? I think so. He's gonna be playing it, and I mean, the they were. I'm excited for it because the director's uh the Interstellar director. Uh, I mean, he's great. No, not not, not, not Interstellar. My bad. Um, oh my god, Her- Hereditary. Yeah, the horror film. Not, oh, not yeah, Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. Not not Nolan. <laughs> yeah, not Nolan. I was about to say, isn't he doing Oppenheimer? Yeah, which I'm obviously excited for as well. He's my favorite director right now by far, 
and uh, Oppenheimer just looks great in general. I mean, I'm excited. It's a, it's a great story. Of, I mean, it's a tragic story, really, of uh, this man. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how they're going to do a, a cinema of it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about it. I'm it's about a packed it year, man. It's a packed year. Yeah. I'm fa- like, I feel like I'm just listing movies, but I feel like there's just a fuck ton of movies coming out. Yeah, there is, yeah. No, no uh, kidding. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy. And so Volume 3, we'll see, even though I hate Chris Pratt. Well, I don't hate Chris Pratt. <laughs> I think he's all right. I think, you know, sometimes, like, his comedy just kind of gets stale. Like, he's sure. kind of, like, the one-dimensioned actor, you know? How I, I Chris like Pratt playing Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah, Chris Pratt playing Chris Pratt. And so, um, we'll see. I'm excited. We'll see. I, I like John. I like Bautista. Bautista? Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah more than anything. He's um, the best character. He's like for sure the best. He's he's the one that fucking carries the Little Mermaid. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see. I mean, fuck it, we're going. Okay. <laughs> um, also, like the Into the Spider Verse Part Two. Um, you know, I I still think Into the Spider Verse is like the best superhero film, period. Okay. Um, all time beating everything, and just like a really good solid movie to begin with. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty up there. I I freaking I stand I stand the Spider Man animated. I thought it was super, super, super good. Well, um, there you go. Transformers. You I'm excited yeah. for Transformers because, like, you know, I love the Transformers series in general. Um, even the Michael Bay ones, even though they were stupid as fuck. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see Rise of the Beast because I thought they did, like, kind of, like, um, in didn't they do, like, the Dino Beast in the in the last movie? Yeah, with Grimjaws. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, with Grimjaw and, like, all three of them. And so we'll see. Um, the Flash. I hear the Flash was pretty controversial because, like, Ezra Miller is kind of piece of shit, and then also, yeah. um, the Flash hasn't been doing very well. Oh wow! And so, it's like, kind of like the movie, or I'm not exactly sure what. I don't know the DC drama just because I've seen so little of the movies. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly shocked that they're making this Flash movie with this guy's controversy, and they did, yeah. and they decided to, uh, you know, take away a. Uh, what's his fucking superman the new one man henry cavill oh yeah 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 henry henry cavill yeah they're like yeah fuck him but this guy we want this guy and i'm like all right well that's fine i guess that's fucking weird yeah because everybody i don't know i think it's also henry cavill i think he might have wanted left it too because like he also left um the witcher didn't he well yeah i mean i I think because he was a big fan of the witcher i think they just were going their own route he's like fuck this yeah 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 because I, I heard that, too, where, like, he was a super big fan and, like, um, he just really wanted to do it. But they just kind of, like, kind of, like, Netflix did or Hollywood as the movie and made it kind of, yeah. like, shittier. Yeah. Um, sorry if it feels... I don't know. I can give up on going, but there's a lot... <laughs> the there's a lot of movies. Made is that mm-hmm. There's a lot of fucking movies. And so, even, like, the Expendables 4, what the fuck? They're making another Expendables. Um, another one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, there's fucking The Exorcist. Troll. New Aquaman. I mean, Doom. Hunger Games again. Yeah. Hunger Games. Yeah. What the fuck? They're bringing Hunger Games back. Yeah. Why not? I guess. Right. Yeah. So it's crazy. Maybe. Maybe. Um. Wonka. And <laughs> then they're doing another color purple. That's cool. Oh. Like wow, I just yeah. feel like um people have been saying cinema's dead, but maybe cinema's not dead. It's gonna probably be the biggest year of cinema since the pandemic for sure. I think this is the year. One hundred percent. Yeah. The year of the rabbit. Year of the rabbit, man. The year of Usagi. Getting back into uh, Japanese. Yeah. All right. 
I mean, with that, should we just jump right into these damn anime awards, Brian? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's get right into this bad boy. So, we're going to go round robin. So, we're going to choose anything you want here, Brian. Any topic you want. And at the end, we're going to do anime of the year, though, as we did last year. So, okay. you want to start us out, Brian? Okay. I'm going to start with best voice act artist performance, uh, quotation mark English. Oh, my God. All right. Well, Okay. We're going to have Amanda Lee, Amelie from Cloverworks, Natalie Van Sistine with Studio and Cloverworks. Um, Zach Aguilar, tri- Studio Trigger for um, I don't. They're not really saying like the roles, so that's kind of annoying. Um, yeah, cause here I'll tell, I'll say I guess I'll say the, the anime that they have with it. Yeah, but Amanda Lee is um, it's for my dress up darling. I'm pretty sure she plays the main character. I forget her name. She's if it was a she. I totally forgot her name. Uh, Kisagawa. There we go. Kisagawa. So I think it might be for her. Um, Natalie Von Sistine is for Spy Family. I'm pretty sure that's your. Mm. Um, Zach Aguilar. It might be like the. He's probably David. For Cyberpunk, it's probably yeah, probably David. Um, Jeremy Lee in Kotaru. My neighbor. To- no, my neighbor Kotaru. <laughs> <laughs> Kotaru lives alone. Um, Sung Won Cho. AK Pro ZD with studio um for ranking of the kins kings. I don't he know if that's Bochi. No, he plays the and shadow. Then, and then Zeno Robinson, Toy Animation for Dragon Ball Z. Maybe that's Piccolo. Um no, I don't think it's Piccolo. I think it's one of the villains actually. I'm not sure. Oh, actually it does say if I click on it. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, it it is okay. So Mandalay's for Kitagara. It is for your okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start clicking clicking on them. There you go. Um, K K K, and then it is for Kotaru. Okay. And then it was it was for Gamma Two. Who are the fuck Gamma Two is? I don't know the Dragon Ball Lord fucking no more. No. Okay, so who are you picking? Obviously, I have not seen any of these in dub. I've seen a clip of um, Cyberpunk. So I'll have to default to that and go Cyberpunk. I want to go Cyberpunk too, just because I just want to give it to Cyberpunk. But I did say I think I did see Kotaro lives alone. It was okay. I th- yeah. I have heard yours voice. Hmm. You, you I feel like, like I got to stay true to myself and I have to vote Kotaro. There, there you go, man. Do what you gotta do, guy. Okay. I, did, I think I saw like two or three emos. I mean, three, two or three um. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. I will start with an. So, th- see, Brian, what do you think of this, though? Okay. So, this the voting started, I think, on either Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And they want you to uh-huh. vote every day. So, you, you you can vote, like, I think, seven oh, times. times a day? Yeah. Well, once a day you vote. I mean, what, what do you think of that? I mean, are, are you a fan of that? Mm, no, because I feel like it. Um,. I feel like, you know, like the diehards get like a really big voice in it, right? The people right. who vote seven times. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like it might be skewed in that way. It might not be pure in that way where like, you know, it's not a one-time vote. And mm-hmm. like, you know, whoever wants to have a voice has a voice. But I can also see them just trying to get like a lot of clicks and a lot of um, kind of like interaction. Yeah. You know? I, I, so exa- I feel like that exactly. 
I feel like that might be it more than anything. So, yeah. I agree. All right. I, I'm not a fan either, but whatever. What can we do? So I guess yeah. for the next pick here, though, I will go into best voice artist performance Japanese. Why not? Okay. Let's go, let's go okay. here. Starting off at the top, we got Atsumi Tanizaki, which she did Anya. And you got yes. next is uh, Feiru's Eye from JoJo. She did Jolene. And you the next Such one we have. a great job. Great job. Next one we have Natsuki Hanai, which I think he did Tanjiro. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then we have Chika Anzai, which is Larry Coach Recoil, which she has done Chisato. And yeah, then gonna, nobody watches that shit. I mean either. Yep. And then the next one we have Misaki Kuno, Made in Abyss, and she voiced uh voiced Paputa, which was she was great. And then last one here, of course, is Attack on Titan, Yuki Kaiji. He's gonna probably win again because that's the way it goes. He won last year. Why not win again, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> he did Eden Yeager. Everybody knows. So, Brian, mm-hmm. who is your vote for? I mean, go ahead. Who who, would, who are you going for here? This one's kind of hard. I think I'm stuck between two. Between Jolene and Anya. Um, but here's... I feel like this is like kind of like what just like kind of differentiates them for me. Because okay. um, I feel like Anya is like definitely like the more iconic role this year. Or just like what ended up like super popular, right? Right. Like, you know, we see Anya everywhere. It was like, but I think it's mainly her, like, expressions and, like, kind of mm-hmm. like the way she's written it. Written. Yeah, that's I fair. I do think her voice actress is good. But um, I think Jolene Fair, Fairu's Eye. Yeah. Um, You know, I think, I think you know, doing JoJo in general, like, requires you to, like, have, like, a lot of, like, tricks up your sleeve as a voice actor, you know? Absolutely. And so I think I have to give it just because I feel like, you know, if we're talking just by like voice acting, I feel like Jolene definitely is like the harder role. And then she killed it as well. Oh, wow. There you go. For me, yeah. I'm also on two, just like you. I, I'm with uh, Feiru's Eye, but then I'm with Misaki Kuno from Made in Abyss. I mm-hmm. think uh, Pawita did a great job, but I think that in the manga, it was also good. And I think I, I've not read the manga for Jojo, but I really feel like if I read the manga and then I, I saw the show, I feel like Fader's Eye really enhanced uh, her performance and, you know, the role of Jolene a lot more. I thought she was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you as well. I think she had a lot of, you know, a lot of tricks up her sleeve as well. And she just, she killed it, honestly. So I'm going to go with uh, Fader's Eye as well for Jolene. Yeah, Can't go wrong with sure. that. For sure. All right. Next one, Brian. Okay. Maybe we'll save best romance for last. Um, oh wow! <laughs> we'll we'll do must protect all characters at cost. Oh, at good all cost. heavens! All right. <laughs> this one kind of seems a little cringe. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I feel like fuck. I, I kind of wish I didn't do this one, but we're already here. Okay, so we're we have here. Anya from Spy Family. Okay, Kage from what from Ranking of Kings. Marin Kitagawa from My Dress Up Darling. Shoko Komi from Komi Can't Communicate, Kotaru Sato from um, Kotaru, My Neighbor Kotaru, and then we have Boji. So we have two from Ranking of Kings. Oh, wow. I'm surprised, honestly. Um, What are you thinking? For me, it's an easy pick, actually. It's Boji. Not even close. I will protect Boji at all costs. He's been through so much. He's been, Uh his own father cursed him. His... You know, everybody just thinks that he's, a, he's not going to be a king. He's trying his best to do what he can. And he's, he's just he's struggling, struggling. And you must protect this boy. He's a cute, mm-hmm. innocent boy. So, Boji for me. Pretty easy pick. And not Kage? Not Kage. He's great, but Boji, 
Boji needs more protecting than Kage does for sure. I think for me, it has to be Kotaru, just because I love the series so much. And then, oh wow, um, he's been carrying himself for so long. You know, a kid can only do so much. Um, and so yeah, right, there you Kotaru. go. Excellent. I I think you and I both picked the wrong choices. I think this is made just solely for, for Anya. Anya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh well. No, Anya has Borf. She has yeah. Lloyd. She does she have the Borf. She Psychic has shooters. Borf. She has like an entire family protecting her, but Kotaru, Kotaru doesn't have anybody. Well, no, Kotaru has a lot of people, actually. Yeah, fair enough. So maybe it's Boji. Maybe Boji is the real one. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> he's just kind of carrying himself. All right. Let's go with the next one. I'm going to go with best original anime. Okay. Okay. I okay. Starting off here at the top, you got Burning Wing, Golf Stories. And next one, you have uh, Lyrics, Lyrics Recoil. And you have Vampire in the Garden. And then we got Healer Girl. Then we got the Orbital Children. And finally, Yurie Deco. Oh, man. Oh, this is rough, Brian. This is a rough one. What are you thinking, yeah. man? Honestly, well, here. What was it? I was kind of hoping um, um, Summertime Render was on there. Because wasn't that an original? It was not. It was manga. Ah. Did we watch any anime that was original? Yurie uh, Deco. No, no. Uh, us no, we did not watch anything. Okay, well, this this one this one seems kind of hard because I feel like usually the original anime slap. Um, exactly. But I don't know any of these, and so I had to give it to Euro Deco because of Science Haru, and I watched one episode of it. Yeah, fair enough. I think these are all wrong. Um, I did not watch Recoil. I did not watch. Bur- I watched Vampire in the Garden and UDA Deco, just those two. But I would not vote for any of these. I would vote for Do It Yourself, the DIY yes. show. So I, if I had to vote, I'm going to go with uh, UDA Deco then. Um, not my favorite uh, science Saru show by any means. But, I mean, just by default, it was better than Vampire in the Garden. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. So I'm going next best new series, which is kind of, it's kind of packed. I feel like we got a lot of good. Oh, dear Lord. And I feel like they also kind of like didn't put some stuff on that could have been on here, but whatever. Yeah. I guess enough. your boy Kong Min has to make it somewhere. It has to <laughs> land somewhere. <laughs> it has to make it to one category, but we have Call of the Night, Licorious Recoil. Did a lot of people like Licorious Recoil or why is it here a lot? Yeah. People like that show a whole lot. Okay. Well, that valid, valid. Don't know much about it. Spy Family. Yabori Kongmi, My Dress of Darling, and Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Mm, okay. Which are you going for? Uh, for me, it's um, it's pretty easy. It's gonna go with Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Cyberpunk. Oh yeah. Okay. I enjoyed the show th- way more than I thought I would, and it yeah. was a great, great show. What about you, bro? Oh yeah. We love seeing Studio Trigger. Um. Yes. Um. Do well, but I think for me it has to be Spy Family because. You know, we love Call of the Night. My Dress yes. of Darling was all right. It was good. It was good, you know. I feel yeah. like anime is progressively getting better. Um, yeah. But I feel like out of my favorite one, I feel like Spy Family is like my favorite out of all of these. And I, I just haven't seen Cyberpunk. It's, a, it's honestly a good choice. Can't go wrong with that choice. Okay. For my next one, Sean, I'm going to go with best continuing series. Ah, whatever. Let's get, let's get out of the way. That's going to be a okay. bunch of nonsense probably here. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, we have, I mean, 
where are you going to put One Piece, right? You're going to put One Piece here. <laughs> but anyway, at the top. At the top. We're going to start off with Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. And then we got JoJo's Our Adventure, Stone Ocean, Made in Abyss, The Golden City of the Scorching Sun, Demon Slayer, yeah, uh, of course, the second season slash part of the movie, uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Ultra Romantic, and then, like I said in the beginning, One Piece. What are you voting for, Brian? Okay. I don't know if this is left field or not, but I think I'm voting JoJo just because, you know, I think One Piece super cracked out manga 10 out of 10 but you know we're all aware we're all we're all aware <laughs> about the anime we're all yeah. aware we all know this um i just feel like jojo got severely fucked up by netflix and the oh my god yeah releasing date just made it like you know killed all hype and like um it was sabotaged part six was sabotaged in my opinion but i think it was still a great addition i think it's still following you know all of jojo greatness I don't know if that's weird to say. I know a lot of people hate JoJo, but I like JoJo. Yeah, JoJo's great. So they can go fuck off. Um, but yeah, I think JoJo's still best. I think I think they're still doing a great job. I just feel like they just really fucked up um, with yeah with the release. But then I also see Kaguya-sama winning this one because a lot of people... It ended. Yeah. Um, no, it's not, it's not over yet. Okay, well, they, the anime, or they're just doing movies, or the anime still might have a possibility of going on. No, it's still going on, man. The manga is still going. The manga ended. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, never. Oh, damn! I thought I thought Ultra Romantic was gonna be the last one, but okay. No, nope, there's more to go. Interesting. Interesting. Um, for me, I'm not sure. Do you have any idea what I'm gonna go for here? I mean, I think everybody knows how I feel about Kaguya-sama. I don't think it was. I think it was a weakest season, actually. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna go with Made in Abyss. Obviously, I think um they did a phenomenal job of adapting the manga. Uh, you know, it enhanced it as we want to see. It was a good adaptation. More horror, more uh, kids peeing, and more toilets licking <laughs> bums and whatnot. You know, Bruh. we like to see it here. And I, like you yeah. said, Brian, <laughs> One Piece. I mean, if it was the manga, it'd be easy. One Piece, but I mean, you know, the anime is just uh, sometimes. What? How long has it been, Brian? Since we got the Kaido fight, and you said we're gonna get it, like in July, right? Good God, that's how awful. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> what I the think- fuck? I think they reached Demon Robin, and I think Zoro cut, oh my cut um, Kaido. And so I feel like things are still progressing, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, if it's still projected to fucking air during July, I'm going to kill myself. Like, yeah, that's awful. It's just it's just a fucking abomination. It's an abomination. I agree. All right. That's mine. Okay, so I'm going to go with um, best character design. Oh, I like um, this one. And so it seems like it's, it's the artist, which is good. Okay. Um, I was thinking like more it'd be like a character, but I don't know. No, it so makes sense. A, okay, so we have Akira Matsushima for Demon Slayer. Kazukai, Kazu, Kazuaki Shimade, Shimada for Spy Family. Masanori Shino for Jojo. Uh... Yo Yoshinari from um, Cyberpunk, Kazum, Kazumasa Ishida from My Dress of Darling, and Asoku Nozaki for Ranking of Kings. Okay. Um, I think for me, I feel like <laughs> I think I'm just going to give it to Jojo again because I feel like Spy Family looks good, but like mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't say like they're like, you know, God tier character designs, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and then same with my dress up darling i feel like i feel like definitely it's not even close i feel like i don't i don't know how i feel about that um that's fair but i think cyber i think cyberpunk in that i like boji's art style a lot um, yeah and same with demon slayer and so i think i'm leaning towards yeah. jojo what are you thinking boss so for me i think every everybody here has a framework they all have uh, a source material to work off of except for cyberpunk so i'm gonna go with his yo yoshinari since it was just an original out of nowhere i mean he has the framework of the video game but these are all you know new new characters not from the game at all so this is just from scratch from you know so i'm gonna go with that i think that deserves some praise from uh, scratch i mean obviously i'm a big fan of uh you know, um, JoJo's artwork and their character designs. I love them a mm-hmm. lot. I think they're some are hilarious. You know, like the guy guy wearing the cow outfit. I think that's ridiculous, yeah. but it's great. But only because it was truly original. Original. I'm gonna go with Yo Yoshinari from Studio Trigger, uh, Cyberpunk Wait. Edge Runners. Hold up, we are getting um, a last minute callback. Um, Brian will be changing his vote from JoJo <laughs> to Cyberpunk. Um, oh I think- shit. Because I think that's a really good point. Because a lot of them, they have the mangakas to kind of go off. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's cool that it was mostly original. And so mm-hmm. if we're getting the best character design, we're going to give it to the best motherfucker out here. And so Let's do it. I'll give it to to him as well. All right. Excellent. I guess um, going next year, we'll do what? Best animation. This is going to be a spicy one. Oh, yeah. This is very Hopefully shocking. They make it spicy. This is shocking that this is here, but I'm glad it's here. The first one here, Akebi Sailor Uniform, Studio Cloverworks. Yeah. <laughs> so next one, we got Cyberpunk Edge Runner, Studio Trigger. And we got Ranking of Kings, Core 2, Wit Studio. And again, Attack on Titan, Final Season, Part 2, Studio Mappa. And we got Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, Entertainment District, uh, of course, uh, Ufootable. And we got Spy mm-hmm. X Family, done from Wit Studio and Cloverworks. Okay, Brian. What the fuck? Why is Mob not Mob's here, not dude? On here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so bullshit that Mob's out, not on here. Um, damn. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's crazy, dude. I feel like I'm also forgetting another, a couple of stuff that um has had great animation during the season that's not on here. That's nuts, dude. I feel Uh-oh. like they need to stop putting fucking AOT on here every fucking time. Yes, especially because it was okay, but it does not. I think a Cabby Taylor uniform and even Ranking the Kings, every show here looks better than Attack on Titan easily. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. And then Spy Family, I feel like, you know, you don't watch Spy X Family for the animation, too. You know what? That's a very good point. The animation on that was actually okay. It wasn't anything like, oh my goodness, like put yeah. Mob Psycho instead of Attack on Titan and then Summertime Rendering instead of Spike's Family or something. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because especially, like, I feel like it really peaked after, like, episode two or three, you know, like, the yeah. weird, it was kind of, like, weird at a place where, like, they go into a castle and they throw on this, like, super big-ass party, and, like, <sighs> I feel like after that, like, the animation kind of peaked, but it was good animation, I'm not gonna lie. But it was Empire, good. They probably, like, blew their entire budget that fucking episode. Mm-hmm, I agree. All right, for me, though, Brian, I mean, as much as I love a KB's uniform, cyberpunk, ranking the kings... I'm gonna have to give it to Demon Slayer. I think it did look good. The fire look, yeah, the fire looked good. Where they spent the last four episodes of just straight fighting, all that looked good. The best part of Demon Slayer was the animation. Nothing mm. else, really. Unfortunately, 
I mean, I'm not saying that. I just don't think the story was that good. And if it wasn't for the animation, I just don't <laughs> think that Demon Slayer would be as good as it is, unfortunately. As hyped as it is, too. Yeah, I think the animation is carrying the show. So I will give this to you, Foodable. Mm, okay, okay. What about you, Brian? Um, I think... Uh, wait, hold up. Sorry, I accidentally clicked off. Oh, shit. I think I have to give it... I do know what you're saying with Demon Slayer, and so I think mm-hmm. I have to vote it too, just because I feel like it's better than Spy Family, and then I haven't seen the rest. No, oh, okay, fair and enough. So it's the one that I do know, and it is really that good. Um, as much as I hate to admit it. <laughs> Wait, you hate but the animation? Yeah. I mean, you, I don't know. It's fine. No, I don't hate the animation. I just I don't oh. like you foodable. Oh, okay. If it was Studio Dean on here, then oh my god, here we go. Then we would have gotten a fucking win right there. But Easy. It's solo. This is Yufutable. Um, but Yufutable does a great job. I can't deny them that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one, Brian. Okay, we're doing Best Director. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so we have Haru Sotozaki from um, Demon Slayer. <sighs> Kazuhiro Furuhashi from Spy Family. Yosuke, Yosuke Hata from Ranking of Kings. Yuchiro Hayashi from AOT, uh, Shingo Adachi from Liquorius Recoil, and then Hiroyuki Imashi from Cyberpunk. We're getting the same fucking anime and everything. Yeah, that's, that's, oh what, that's how I felt too. That's how exactly how I felt when I looked at this list. All right, whatever. It's the same old fucking culprits. But this one I'm going was uh, Spy Family because I feel like that's kind of like their strong suit is their directing and... Um, they're kind of like storyboarding and kind of like their episode, like kind of like their stories is not super deep, especially after the second season. Um, I think the second season is way stronger than the first. And so, um, yeah, I think I have to give it up to uh, Furuhashi. Okay. That's not a bad choice for me. I'm going to go once again with my gut. I love all these shows, but I think they have a framework as well from the manga. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to give it to Hiroyuki Amaishi for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Made an original show, directed it, start to finish, and it was an amazing show. I mean, once it did, the thing that the Tommy Galaxy did, you know, I think it was like 10 episodes or something like that. It did not need to be more. It did what it had to do. It was done. Great directing overall. Amazing show. Triggered being, being good for once for me. They're up and down a lot of the times, but this is an amazing show. I'll give it to Trigger. Hell yeah. Okay. Now, this is going to be, for me, one of my favorites, maybe. So let's go to Best Film. Let's see what we have here. I'm excited and scared. Okay. 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 Starting off here at the top, we got Bubble from Wit Studio. We have Inuo from Science Saru. We have One Piece Film Red, um, of course, Tony Animation. And we got Dragon Ball Superhero. From Toei Animation and JJK Zero Studio Mappa and the Deer King from Production IG. I have watched three of these, Brian. How many have you watched? I have watched two. Mm, okay. What is your pick from those two then? Mm, I think it has to be JJK, uh, a superior anime film <laughs> than anything I've watched in recent time. Um, oh, God. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like the Inuo. Inuo is my favorite. I'm surprised I didn't watch Film Piece Red. Um, but, you know, just shit happened. And so 
Yeah, yeah. I like the Inuel. Inuel was like kind of like the more special, kind of like the the original, kind of pushing shit forward. Made a fucking rock musical um, from like an old <laughs> like ancient Japan, like Japanese yeah. legend and mythology. Um, so Inuel, Inuel for sure. Excellent. Um, I watched the I watched Bubble Inuel and JJK Zero, and it's an easy pick for me. Inuel, of course. Um, I did not watch Film Red either. And I reason I didn't watch it because our cousin Elliot told me that it was not good, so I just decided not even to bother. And he's like, it wasn't really that good. So well, I, I, I'll watch it probably eventually when I pirate it somewhere. But eh, it's just who knows, whatever. You know, yeah. easy victory though. Yeah, I feel like Film Peace Fred was just to get Uta into like, <laughs> into like fucking the world. I guess like kind of like in the canon. Right? What the hell? I guess so. And so. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be going to um, Best Score. Okay. And so we're doing No Name from Spy Family, Genki Hikota from PA Works. I think that's a Kogumi, whatever. Kevin Penkin from Made in Abyss. Mm-hmm. Yuki Kajura and Go Shina from Demon Slayer. Hiroyuki Sawano and Kota Yamamoto from... Um, AOT and then Akira Yamaoka from um, Cyberpunk. Okay. So where are you on this? Okay, so I'm gonna go the opposite this time. Uh, as good as Akira Yamaoka was for Cyberpunk Edge Runners, everything in this show was from the video game. So mm-hmm. if you had to give it to the damn show, you had to give it to the video game. And as good as they are. I'm going to say no. I'm going to give it to Kevin Penkin, Made in Abyss, Kinema Citrus. Uh, the first season, he also did it. He was a, one of the best part of the show was the score. And season two was no different. He killed it. Amazing. Okay, okay. This one's a little bit of a boring one for me because I think I just had to go with what I watched. And that was my family. I don't think <laughs> it was super great. Well, yeah. I thought it was good. But, like, you know, nothing revolutionizing. You know, no fucking Monogatari. But, yeah, yeah, true. Um, good. It was good. Good enough, huh? Did its thing. Did its thing, baby. Did a thing. Okay. I'm going to go with best new series next. Uh, Senpai, we already did this one. Oh, we did already? Oh, man. All right. Okay, okay. I'll go back. Let's go to best action then. Did we do that one yet? No, right? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I feel uh, like that's what I was scared of going out of order, but I think I got a good track. All right, as long as you keep me on uh, on the right track, Brian, that's all I care about. All right, best action here. We have Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2, Studio Mappa. We got Demon Slayer, Second Season, Ufootable, Likurus Recoil, A1 Pictures, Cyberpunk, Edge Runner, Studio Trigger, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, and Spy X Family. Look at that. Mm-hmm. The same exact choices again. But yeah, best action so this time. Bullshit. Oh my God. Do you think they're saving Mob for a different, um, for a different year? No, it, it was this year, bro. They're just not. It's just not here. I don't understand. Really? It should be fuck? here. Mob should. But like Chainsaw Man's not on here either. Oh yeah, huh? Interesting. I wonder what's going on there. No, it's so this I year. So I don't know when they did that. They're kind of cut off because it was last year, and it did it end last year. I feel like it did, but I don't know. Yeah, it did. This is a yeah. So, yeah. First of all, abomination should be Mob Psycho, right? But it's fine. Uh, What's your pick, Where the Brian? fuck is Devil is a Part-Timer and Rental Girlfriend? <laughs> for best huh? action, yeah. <laughs> yes, for best action. Fucking. Oh, my uh, God, fucking, dude. Um, 
Devil's a part-timer. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to distract. No, go ahead. Give me your pick, Brian. Best action out of these. Jojo. Boom. All right. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Uh, once again, Cyberpunk for me, Edge Runners. I think we have a... We kind of have a pattern here, huh? Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk for me, it was a great action show, amazing, amazing animation with Studio Trigger. But even better than AOT, because I feel like AOT was all about the action, baby. Not this season, really. I didn't really feel no? it. More, more like drama and kind of picking up to the action of the finale. We're gonna get part one too, as you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go to Best Fantasy. Oh. Okay. Hey, so new we, shows. Yeah, <laughs> finally, fuck. But not too many new shows. Don't go crazy. Mm. We still have three of the same ones, but still. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have Demon Slayer. Uh, uh, Mashoku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. I don't know which that one is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranking of Kings, The Case Study of uh, Vanitas, Overlord 4, and yep. then Made in Abyss. Wow. And where are you going? If somebody were to ask me, hey, I want to watch a straight fantasy show, it's easy. That's Ranking of Kings. Ranking Mm -hmm. of Kings is a true fantasy through and through. You got giants. You got goblins. You got everything you want in a fantasy. You got kingdoms. You know, all that. It's amazing. There's no better show than Ranking of Kings. Obviously, Jobless Reincarnation deserves a little shout out here. It's their first time being up on here. So, another good one. But Ranking of Kings is just uh, the king of fantasy. Okay, Doki. I think I have to go with that, too. Um, Excellent. All right. I don't think we've done this one yet, Brian. If we have, stop me, okay? So, best comedy. Let's go here. Mm -mm, We haven't done it. Okay, we got some another new one about time here. So we got Kaguya-sama, Love is War, Ultra Romantic. Then we have My Dress Up Darling, Uncle from Another World, Kotaru Lives Alone, Spy X Family, and your boy Kong Ming. All right, so best comedy, Brian. I think I know what you're going to choose, but what is your favorite comedy of the year? This one's hard because I feel like, oh, you know, Anya has the memes. Anya does have the memes. She does have the memes, man. No kidding. And then Kotaru. I love Kotaru. I think I have to give it to Spy Family. I think Spy Family is funnier. Wow. There yeah. it is. I think Anya, Anya brings the memes. Like, you know, you can't lie. She fucking changed conventions mm. um, to this day. We, you will, we will never see another anime convention without Anya cosplay. And grown men dressing <laughs> up as a five-year-old girl. Um, it just changed. It just changed everything. And I do think her expressions are super funny. So, yeah, I think I have to go spy family. Mm, yeah, okay. Very good. Unfortunately, Urusei Yatsura is not here. For me, that would have been the show. I mean, it's still ongoing, so that's too bad. But I'm with you. Spy's Family was the funniest show for me. It made me laugh out loud. So that's all you need to know, I guess. It, it, it was a good show. It was a good comedy. Yeah, yeah. Next one, Brian. Okay. For me, I'm going best drama. Let's go. Okay, so we have okay, we have some new ones. We have eighty six, eighty six, part two, <laughs> um, Cyberpunk, Kotaru, Made in Abyss, Dancer, 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 and Ooh. Attack on Titan Final Season Part Two. Where are you, Arturo Chan? Um, okay, for drama, uh, I think Attack on Titan. This is probably where it needs to be, if anywhere else. Not in action, none of that, but. 
It's still not the best. It's definitely Made in Abyss, in my opinion. It was the best dramatic show. A lot of drama and nonsense happening in it. It was good. I think mine is Kotaru. Oh, who would have uh, thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Sorry, fuck off. But it was Kotaru. You know, my boy is all about drama and the melancholy. Excellent. But yeah. Can't go wrong with that one. Okay. Now, we're going to go back to some controversial ones. Best opening sequence. Let's go. Hey. All right. Hopefully, they got some good some, some good ones. No, they don't. Wow. Yeah. This one's disappointing. This one's disappointing. So, we have, starting off here, Chicky Chicky Bum Bum from uh, your boy Combing. You have a naked hero ranking the kings. This Fafafaya, Studio Trigger, Cyberpunk, Mixed Nuts with Studio. The Rumbling. Of course, from Attack on Titan and Zankyon Sanka from Demon Slayer. What are you thinking mm-hmm. here, Brian? I think I think I have to protest this one. I don't. I don't. I don't like this one at all. I feel who like would you have ordered for it if you were, fine? If it's not if it's not here, you who would you go? If it was Core One, I don't know which one Mixed Nuts is, but if it's the second Core, I'd go for Spy Family. I I really did like that one a lot. I think it was my favorite from that season. Oh yeah. I mean that um, yeah that season um. No, like, kind of like you know, summer, whatever mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but yeah, it's bullshit that call it online. It's not on here. That's um, a good one. Oh, summertime man. rendering. I feel like there was a lot of good ones that I don't. Know, this is kind of bullshit right here. And so, <laughs> but yeah, if it's if it's the second season of uh, Spy, Spy Family, I vote for that one because that one was really good. I love that one. That one was way good. For me, obviously, uh, I would maybe put a Overlord on this list too. But my favorite of the entire year was Wit Studios, Naked Hero, uh, Ranking the Kings. It was an amazing second OP. So good. Better than the first OP. Rare, rarely happens, but they did it. And it was amazing. It conveyed emotion. Amazing. I loved it. So good. Yeah. Okay, we're going to continue with the bullshit and go to the best <laughs> ending sequence. Please. This one's so please. weird. No? Okay. Call okay, of the yes. Night actually did fucking make it on here before the ending, which was like, I don't know. I think the ending was just all right. It was long and... I um, thought the ending was superior, actually. So, I think this is did. correct. It did. And that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, so I guess we have Call of the Night. My Heart Has Surrendered by um, Kaguya-sama. Yoino Yuke for My Dress of Darling. I come and know for... AOT, comedy for Spy Family, and then Yoshi, Yoshi Beri Boni B. Fuck. <laughs> Yosha Beri B. Yori. Sound like you're doing some Sushibaru. kind of bleach bonkai. I know. <laughs> Sushibara Nai. <laughs> I'm protesting right. this one too. Oh my god. Who would you go I don't want to give it. I don't want to give it to Call of the Night. So I had to protest this one. Alright, well, that's fair. Protest it is. You will abstain. That's fine. I am abstaining. So for me, obviously, it's Call of the Night. Yofukashi no Uta is my favorite ED of the entire year. I think, obviously, I, the song call, it's Call of the Night was based on this entire fucking show. So it was an amazing one. And it was great. I loved it a lot. Yeah, nah. Mm. <laughs> oh, my Kay. God, Brian. Where are we going next, Senpai? Um, well, we have not done best anime song, huh? All right, let's 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 do that. Whatever that means. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm kind of confused here, but 
is wait is the same thing here i mean chicky chicky bum bum again pa works chicky chicky bum bum and, and then, then we have the ending of spy family okay my non-fiction from kaguya-sama the rumbling again mappa comedy from spy x family shall we dance is a shadow's house and then new genesis uh ut uh, utah from one piece film red that's a weird pick here utah New Genesis, I am an idol. Honestly, Brian? And the One Piece series needed an idol, so we have you to now that Oh, yeah, it's right. What that the? Is, not. is that why it's um, on here? You think just for One Piece? It's strange. I think, I don't know. I think they made a whole ass movie just for one character. Because um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Utah is here to stay, oh which God. is interesting. And I kind of still want to know the relationship between Utah and Shanks, if that's actually his daughter. Is that even a um, thing? Right, yeah. And then I think I think the comedy is like, like kind of like I don't know how to fucking like I hear it in my head, but um, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna abstain on this one too. Um, uh, yeah, I mean I, I this know. Weird. This one's weird. I don't this like is this weird, category. You can abstain then. Okay. Are you too? No, I'm going to go with none of these that I care about except for Chicky Chicken Bon Bon. I know that opening. It's great. And whatever. Is it good? It's a good opening. It It is good. I mean, okay. it's not even an opening though. I don't, what is this? Best song? What does that even mean? Whatever. What a weird fucking topic. I think it combines like like one, like the best ending and the best opening. Oh, fuck um, off. Which is a little bit redundant. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Whatever. I'm surprised they don't have best boy and best girl in this one. They don't want huh? what in the hell? Because wow. they usually do that shit. So best comedy, we did best drama, we did best fantasy. Should we go to best romance? Go to best romance, dude. Okay, we're going Call of the Night, Comey Can't Communicate, My Dress Up Darling, Shikimori's Not a Cutie, uh, Love After oh Domination, <laughs> and Kaguya Sama. Bro, please stop. So where are you? I threw the chat. Okay. True romance. I have to give it to Kaguya-sama. This is actually, there was romantic scenes in this. Uh, obviously, the first two scenes were pure comedy. And this one, you actually get some romance. So I will give credit where credit to do. And I will give it to Kaguya-sama. Love is war ultra romantic. What about you, and Brian? If, I think if we're talking about pure romance, I think I have to give it to Shikamori. It's not a cutie. Oh, my God, Brian. Just, I've never seen a better depiction of a relationship. <laughs> um, just, just the realness is out of, is at um, so, is astronomical levels. True animation right here, bro. Yeah, fuck That's, off, Ryan. I hate you. <laughs> that was, that was romance at its peak right there. All right. I think we've done everything else, huh? Okay. Um, uh, no, we still have the best main and best supporting. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll start with uh, best supporting. I'll give you best main. So, best oh, supporting oh, character. So, we have Ai Hayasaka, of course, from Kaguya-sama. Kage, Ranking of Kings. Tengen Uzui from Demon Slayer. Anya Forja from Spy X Family. Rebecca from Cyberpunk. Uh, yeah, you have your Forger from Spy X Family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, Brian, what are you thinking here? I'm thinking Anya. She was a hard carry. I'm kind of surprised that she's not a main character. Um, I mean, I guess they're just Lloyd trying to save everything, and so mm-hmm. she might be supporting. But she's been carrying the show. I feel like she's like in the show ninety percent of the sh- of the time. 
And so I can see her being a main character, but I think it's Anya. Very good. That's a good choice. I don't know why in the hell they put Rebecca here for Cyberpunk. It makes no sense. It should have been she's Lucy. She's like random? She's not random, but she's the lolly character. I guess people oh. have that fetish or something. <laughs> I don't understand. But anyway, whatever. I don't think she was that great. People say that she was the best character in the show. I disagree completely. Anyway. It's just a lot. It's the feminist talking. It's exactly. So I'm going to go with Kage from Ranking of Kings, Brian. Oh, yeah. He supported okay. Boji from the beginning. He said, I'm on your corner no matter what. I'm going to make you a king. I'm on your side, Boji. Best boy. Best supporting boy. Best bro. So I'll give it to Kage for sure. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Boom. All right. Okay. So we have best main character. Man, I'm surprised Summertime Render didn't make anything. What the kind hell? Yeah, that's so disappointing. It's the same um, thing over and over again. Fuck, this, this is horrible. And then even Ren and Girlfriend. I guess Ren and Girlfriend really lost all this hype. But I'm, oh, they're man, making they a did. season three. They already confirmed season. I don't understand this at all. <laughs> um, Yeah, like how the fuck is this show getting a season three fucking faster than JJK? That's um, crazy, dude. I don't know. Very interesting. And, and I'm surprised none of the... The other ones from uh, um, the one guy who made that that Takagi Master Sound or whatever. Oh yeah. I'm surprised I haven't seen any, any of them. Like I feel like the majority of this was just like the first fucking core with um, <sighs> AOT, um, Justice Darling and Demon Slayer. That's all it was, bro. No kidding. Which was I don't know it was peak, but not even Haiken Monogatari. Like the fuck. Oh, that was last year. No, but Heike, Heike is still in the same one as AOT and Demon Slayer and Dress of Darling. No, oh, okay. What the hell? I don't understand either. And then same with Kotaru. They were all in the same season. <sighs> so anyways, well, um, we have Boji. We mm-hmm. have David Martinez. We have Lloyd Forger. We have Marine Kitagawa. Eren Yeager. Uh, Chisatu Nishikigi. And from Lecoria's Recoil. But yeah, those are the picks. Yeah, that's it. There it is. What mm. you thinking, Brian? I feel like Lloyd is strong, but I don't know. Best main character of the season. I feel like I don't know. Or the I year, just feel dude. Like there's, better, there's better picks. There's better picks than Lloyd. Because, um, you know, Lloyd is super carry, but I guess I had to vote for him because that's the only one I've seen. But well, yeah. Well, I mean, you can vote for uh, Marin Kitagawa, I guess. But he oh, yeah, that's true. I couldn't vote for Marin. But there you go. Brian has spoken. For me, it should be quite easy. It's Boji, Ranking of Kings, uh, best main character, best boy. He was amazing. You want to see him? Fa- you want to see him succeed, not fail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's awesome. He's a great character. His uh, his development is amazing throughout the show as well. Amazing show. And character. It's weird because. This is the first time we haven't seen a Joe Bro and a oh shit a JoJo character for main or supporting since fucking who knows how long I don't, I don't know when yeah probably I think it'd probably be the first time the series like both the lead and one of the Joe Bros hasn't made any best character but this goes back to what you said man Netflix ruined the hype you know when people when it came out it was in December no one remembers anything anymore yeah it's so bullshit. <sighs> Alas. All right. Ending off this one, we're going to finally do Anime of the Year, Brian. Okay. Okay. And it's probably 
Uh, yep. The same things. You're right. So we got Attack on <laughs> Titan Final Season Part 2, Studio Mappa. Demon Slayer, the second season, Ufootable. Ranking of Kings, Core 2, with Studio. He got Cyberpunk, Edge Runner, Studio Trigger, Licorice Recoil, A1 Pictures, and Spy X Family, done by Studio Joan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what are you thinking for Anime of the Year for these amazing shows here that you can choose from? You know, I feel like you put it... I feel like you put it in good perspective that Cyberpunk is really good just because it's so original and like kind of like refreshing. Refreshing. Yeah. yeah. But Spy Family is also, I think, is really good. I feel like it's like a mainstay anime that might be here for a long time too. So I think those are my... I wish I could talk about Ranking of Kings more, but I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, Demon Slayer, it's all right. I feel it's like it's right. okay. I, I really haven't gotten into the series. AOT, I'm trying to get into the series, but we'll see. Um... But yeah, I think I think Spy Family and Cyberpunk are the, like the best front runners for this. Um, uh, yeah. But since I haven't seen Cyberpunk and I can't speak on shit that I haven't seen, I go Spy Family. Excellent, a very good choice. Honestly, a very solid pick. Uh, for me, I'm mixed on two. Obviously, Cyberpunk or Ranking the Kings. Ranking the Kings only because it started last year, ended into this year. You know, it's kind of rough, but. I think overall, as a show, I did enjoy Ranking of Kings more. So, I think the anime of the year should go to Ranking of Kings. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my pick. should be no surprise oh, to anybody. Yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering if you're going to choose it over Cyberpunk. It, it, was, it was up there. If Ranking of Kings wasn't this year, it'd be an easy uh, Cyberpunk choice for sure. But Okay. Okay. There it is, man. That took longer than I thought. Cyberpunk came out of nowhere, huh? Wait, what's that? It's kind of weird how cyberpunk punk just kind of came out of uh, out of the blue. Yeah, it really did, man. It really did. It was good too. So I'm I'm not mad about it. Okay, with that, that's gonna wrap up our Crunchyroll Anime Awards. We'll get back to you guys on the winners when they get announced, and we're gonna just you know Attack on Titan gonna sweep everything, of course. So yeah, look <laughs> forward to that. As as always, as always, as always. Now, getting in to our review of The Whale. All right, Brian, shall we do this? Yes. But first, right. I have a question for you. Let's do it. Um, if, uh, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but um, if A24 would have an opening, kind of like Funimation did with uh, Eren Yeager, what would uh what would the little soundbite be? What would it be, huh? Okay, let's yeah. see. Out of all the A twenty four films, it would be the lighthouse sound horn. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just like, yeah, exactly. No, nah, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean that's all I got. What, what, what would it be for okay, you? I mean, mind. there's let's not many. Maybe it was, a, it was a bad question. Never mind. Let's just go. Let's just <laughs> it go. was a ridiculous question, but I like it. I like it, Brian. My bad. My bad. Okay, the uh, I'll well. take that out. It, it well came out in 2022 in November, I believe, and we, we, we got it here everywhere else late December. So, this is a movie uh, st- uh, featuring Brendan Fraser as Charlie. It's a super small cast with just pretty much four people. Yeah, Charlie, Ellie, Liz, and Thomas, and that's it. And this movie is set in a little apartment. Nothing else. You, you go nowhere. You just get the first shot of a bus, and after that, you're stuck in his apartment the whole time. Yeah, and crazy. It's crazy, and you have some glimpse of, of course, uh, you have Ellie's mom and uh, Brendan. Fre- uh, I mean, Charlie's uh, ex-wife. She comes in, and of course, Dan the Pizza Man. We get him, 
you know, a few <laughs> times here and there. But bro, Dan the Pixelman's a real one. He's a real one, bro. That's what I'm saying, dude. Now, mm-hmm. this movie was directed by Darren Aronofsky, of course. It was written by Samuel D. Hunter. The screenplay was, of course. And it's an A24 film, as Brian said, of course. And Brian, in terms of A24, are you a fan of A24 movies in general? Or you just don't care? You're just like, I'm going to watch that. Not because it's A24, just because it looks interesting. Whatever. You don't care about A24. Like some do. Like some, some people stand the hell out of it, right? Yeah. So I think... Um I feel like I always get scared to like kind of say that like A24 because I don't want to be like one of those people who stand it. But I do think a lot of like a lot of great films are coming out, especially different from like a lot of people complain about originality and, and like how now like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I think I really like that where like it is a fresh air, fresh air for like cinema and stuff like that where like they do kind of push the grain and like or um or just kind of do things that, you know, we wouldn't see otherwise. Right. I agree. Yeah. And I feel like some of the best horror movies have come from A24 recently. Yeah. Hereditary. I mean. Midsommar. The Vich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, with that, Brian. So we watched The Whale. And let's give you a brief, brief synopsis. This is all it is. This is literally, this synopsis here is perfect. A reclusive, morbidly obese English teacher attempts to reconnect with his uh, estranged teenage daughter. And that's it. That's the entirety of the movie here. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you get little glimpses of why he became obese. You you know, there's so many messages here, right? There's religion. There's uh, homosexuality. There's, you know, everything you can think of. You know, you got uh, why um, the big pharma is bad. Obviously, you know, everything you can think of. there's a lot of things in here that are pretty deep and emotional. So, Brian, mm. why did you go watch this movie? And you want to do a review on it? I want to know that. Um, just because I I feel like you know we love we both love eight twenty four films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just a really good movie. I just wanted I don't know I just wanted to discuss it because I feel like you know we all all we do is talk about anime, but you know we have other interests, and so, um, yeah, I just want to see. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it because I know that you're also into the A24 films. And you it are, was in theaters. Yeah. So might as well. Might as well, you know. Yep. And you would be correct. I am a big fan of A24 films. I, I'm i more or less a stand of it. I, I don't have any movie that I'm like, okay, that was bad. Except for one. And that's Uncut Gems. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uncut Gems was bad. But other than that, anything that I have seen of it, I haven't seen all A24 films, of course. But I've seen quite a bit of them. Like, uh, you know, Lighthouse, Hereditary, uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. You know, they've all been pretty phenomenal movies. Lamb, you name it. But mm-hmm. going into this movie, I watched a trailer for it. I saw Brandon Fraser. You know, he was pretty much a childhood actor. You know, I think from our generation, you know, The Mummy, you name it. He's an OG actor. Did he, did he play Tarzan? He did play Tarzan. That's correct. <laughs> yeah, I love Tarzan. Yeah, he played Tarzan. He he was huge back in the early 2000s and early 1900s. But, mm-hmm. of course, he, he was kind of here and there in movies, but not really. Uh, you know, he was in some things here and there, but nothing crazy. And, of course, it had to do with uh, the sexual assault that was committed on him, which is really unfortunate and sad. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, sure. he's he's back at it again. You know, he's... He's uh he's 
107 nominations for this movie. So he's getting the fame that he deserves, finally, the attention he deserves. And I guess going into this, Brian, shall we go bit by bit on the scenes you liked or things you didn't like or what do you want to do here, Brian? Okay. Yeah, we can do it and just like see like what you know what would, what kind of stood out to us and what we wanted to talk about. Okay. Do you want to start us off then, Brian? Yeah. And so I feel like um we got a very Evangelian opening um <laughs> to this scene. And so what was what was kind of your first impression? It was kind of like, you know, um the whole kind of like um the monitor or did it start off with like kind of like the college? It did, yeah. It did, yep. Yeah, and so how did how did you feel about the opening scenes? Yeah, it was very I mean, obviously I, I, I thought it was very timely because, you know, COVID and whatnot. Everybody's doing this. Yeah. So it, yeah. it made sense. But this film was filmed during the pandemic, twenty twenty, during the worst of it. And yeah, so it, obviously all that it had it honestly it hooked me pretty good. Everything about him, you know, Brendan Fraser's acting, and then you have a Hong Chow as well as Liz. Just those two together, just their little connection and their vibe. You, they mm-hmm. didn't really have to say much, but it just felt like they were close in some way. You didn't know what. Which like, was she a caretaker? Was she a friend? You're trying to figure that out, right? At first, yeah, for a while. And you figured out later on. Obviously, they tell you, but just everything about it was just it was good. Just that opening scene where you know you kind of feel like maybe she is um letting him you know eat all this fast you know, all this nasty food the but like, you know hand me a bucket of chicken she says yeah here You're like is she you know um, allowing him to do this or whatever but you know you just don't know what's going on yet just anything about it was kind of mysterious kind of you know it was just kind of sad the his movements too and everything you know him uh pretty much devouring that chicken and then almost dying by just like yeah it was like oh yeah just like just it seems like that even even that scene i think actually he was eating the meatball sub and uh he was choking Start on choking. it yeah. and that scene made me tear up for no reason I, I, I didn't understand why but i think it was just done well how you know just a sad man like him is dying um you know mm-hmm. choking on food and yeah just like just it, it really hooked me on early on honestly I, I thought it was a great hook what about you brian do you so like what what was kind of your first impression on on Charlie cuz you know it's weird cuz you know we start off with like a blank screen where like people are kind of typ- typing in the comments we're like oh he's saying that his camera's broken again and everybody mm. like in the class is super curious on how he looks you know you know we see him and um <laughs> and then when like the next scene is like you know he's masturbating right um, and he's fucking having a heart attack and he's almost dying yeah, and, like he's reciting this like fucking weird ass um um fucking uh, what do you call it poem uh, or story essay short story uh, essay there you go yeah the essay and so I feel like they kind of like start off like really unflattering of like of you course know, kind of like how Charlie was um mm-hmm. or like you know who he is and it isn't until like you know Liz I mean uh, is that her name right yeah yeah until Liz you like kind of like you know we get the did you think the guy was Mormon at first? Uh, 100%. But I, I think that was the point. Because <laughs> is, is new life really a religion? I don't know. I don't know if it's real or not. Because um, I think it's just but, them not wanting to say LDS or more, you uh-huh. know, that. But I think they are implying, you know, pretty much uh, Mormons. Yeah. Or at least like one of these, like, kind of like culty in the same way that Mormonism is kind of culty. Um, yeah. 
kind of new churches that get people like young people to do all their shit whatever right um yeah but it's weird because like you know we it's like um it just seems very aggressive because like you know like he's dying he doesn't know he doesn't want to like have help he's like hoping for liz and we have no idea who like this like nurses or somebody's like you know like it's weird because like we don't know if he's gonna di- like if he's trying to die or not because he's like refusing medical help and if he actually does have anybody to help him right um, so i think it's really weird because like i feel like but instantly like we kind of like not forgive charlie because i don't think you know masturbating is kind of i don't know he was doing his own thing you know <laughs> right but um but like you know we kind of just like we grow like fond of charlie pretty quickly don't you say because i feel like that's a really weird way to introduce a character but um it's not long until like we hella sympathize and like we kind of root for charlie of course because i mean yeah like you said the first thing you get in him is yeah he's masturbating to gay porn so it implies that wait is he maybe gay you know but does Mm -hmm. he have a daughter you know you kind of get that but yes obviously and it does seem like um I don't know how many people actually get offended by that or not, you know? Because, yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure some people are like, oh, yeah, he's watching anything gay. is not, you know, forgivable, whatever. But, yeah, obviously, he, he's a very kind-hearted man. He's he's super nice to everybody because, you know, you got yeah. Liz. Even to this guy, you know, uh, his name is Thomas. Yeah, the the new life guy. He's just, he's cool with them. He He's there. He just listens to everybody, right? He doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you kind of get an implication, too, that he's like, oh, I think I was sent here to help you and then later on you kind of he says i read all the the bibles and you know everything you have on new life new life yeah so you're kind of like interesting was he part of the religion but Mm -hmm. everything little by little gets um you know peeled and you figure out uh you know it's like a big old onion layers layers kind of go through it and you figure out what they're trying to say here and yeah, but I think I think you're right, Brian. Early on, you definitely uh, root for him, even though he's uh, pretty much killing himself. Right? It's really sad. And but yeah, I mean, because I don't. Know, it's one of those stories, man. That it's just you have to go watch to pretty much see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope you have watched it and then I listened to this um, this review because it's pretty. It's a pretty good one. But yeah, and then and then yeah, you obviously Liz comes in. You get his um, he's wheezing more than ever apparently, mm-hmm. and. He has a, a blood a, a blood pressure of like what was it like a uh, hundred and sixty or something like something crazy, and yeah yeah he's googling it and then of course he's googling it and he's just getting mad and he's about to eat candy doesn't care so essentially implicating he's dying so now that he's dying he wants to meet his daughter um, Ellie so he calls her up tells her to come and of course she's a total bitch right yeah well How that's you- that's the first impression you get of her. Do you think it's fucked up for Charlie only reconnecting when he's dying? Of course it is. I mean, that's the whole point. I mean, it's extremely yeah. rude. I mean, it you know it implies this too that with the daughter, she Ellie obviously really loves, loves her dad. You know, she loved him a lot, but this man left you know Ellie and his wife for another man. That's mm-hmm. what it came down to. Uh, they pretty much abandoned them, but now that he's gone, now that he's dying, let's reconnect now. And yeah, and essentially he wants to reconnect with the bribe. He's like, you know, let's stay yeah. here. You can have my money. Of course, it was all just you know him, more or less, you know, trying to you know close up, um, you know, this unfinished thing he wanted to do in his life. See what he, 
see how he fucked up with her and he's, he's thinking that no matter what though because he knew her when she was young she's a great person so you know there's no way she changed yeah. and whatnot so that's the whole story mm-hmm. here he just doesn't he doesn't really see like the bad in people at all uh throughout the whole movie you know she's totally mean taking pictures of him you know as he's walking you know you know huge calling him uh yeah. gross and everything yeah it's of course it's rude it's unfortunate but some people are like that man they leave their kids and yeah. you know that's the way it is sometimes yeah well i think it's just kind of weird because i feel like there's a lot of points in the in the story where like charlie is like super wrong right where like mm-hmm you know, he left the family to have have an affair or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like, like I don't know. I guess, like, we kind of all get it where, like, people have the honeymoon stage where, like, people, um, you just get super infatuated with somebody and, like, you kind of drop everybody else. Yeah. But, like, you know, it's kind of sad, like, you know, past that, like, he hasn't really made, like, an effort to kind of connect with, like, um his family well it seems like there's like something unsaid about him and his wife right you know a lot of it was like oh yeah she was kind of trying to keep me from her but like um i I don't know i i feel like i wish they kind of like kind of explained that a little bit more about that kind of like arrangement you know yeah because i feel like it it is like um i don't know i feel like it is important and i just feel like it's weird because like i feel like charlie like embodies kind of like you know we're all kind of like good people but um we all kind of do like fucked up things you know like <laughs> for whatever god forsaken reason um, yeah of course you know we all do shit that's fucked up and like um kind of like kind of where to go from that and um yeah yeah no i think you're i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that charlie does things that are wrong right i mean first of all yeah he's trying to meet his daughter when he's dying there's that. Mm-hmm. Second, like he bribed her to stay, you know, just talk with him. And then third of all, he said, I'll do your fucking essays. I'll do your homework. You know, I'll do this. You know, no problem. Just stick around, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things he has done are wrong. They're not right. And, you know, yeah, how true is it that, you know, Mary is trying to keep them from seeing each other? I'm sure it, it can be true. There's moms like that, you know, that, you know, yeah. once the husband leaves, they don't care. They want nothing to, don't want the help at all. They want nothing to do with the man. And that's fair. And that happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, Charlie does a lot of things that are really bad. I mean, but, you know, what can you do? But, and then, of yeah. course, you have, um, you know, Thomas, he's he's in the movie a few times, you know, appearing, saying that he was sent by God to help Charlie. And, you know, Liz doesn't want him anywhere near him because, as it turns out, this brother was Charlie's husband. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, when he was also in new life, the son of the like the head, right? Founder. The president. Yeah, the founder. Yeah. And, well, you know how that goes, of course, when. I think you're dealing with two huge processes. Like one, you're into religion, like uh, new life that much, AKA also Christianity. I'm sure it happens to a lot of Christians too, where they're really Christian. So in their mind, if they're gay, it's a huge sin and they can't live with it. And what well, that mm-hmm. happens here, unfortunately he, you know, ends his own existence and it's a, it's a horrible tragedy. I don't know. Cause you know, you, you grow up in two minds, you grow up in a mindset of if you do this, it's bad. You're going to hell. It's sinful. You're horrible. But this man is deeply in love with Charlie. So him being in love 
is it bad? You kind of get that sense where later on Thomas says, if it wasn't for you, essentially he'd still be alive. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's awful. It's really yeah. awful thing. But unfortunately, a lot of religion make people think that way. And, yeah, I mean, this movie has a lot of like, I'm sure I know a lot of the reviews I've seen of the movie. Yeah, people that are our LDS get really offended by the message here. But unfortunately, it's just the truth. It's not. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, for sure. How do you feel like they kind of like died in opposite ways? Absolutely. Or like, because like, um, I forget, I forget what Charlie's partner's name was um but he kind of analyzed his brother where like he kind of died like old kind of like all skinny and pale but you know in the opposite way where like charlie's just kind of like eating a lot kind of like overindulging yeah is what like ends up killing him and so it's kind of weird that like you know i had to i kind of have those opposites 100 percent, and that's also one of the things uh i think thomas tells him he's like like charlie said i hope there's no afterlife because i don't want to see his husband out there, you know, I don't want him to see me like this, you know, mm. and yeah. just there's a lot of good lines like that that just happen. Um, and of course, late, later on, you have uh, Ellie and Thomas. They kind of get this uh, connection going where, you know, Ellie smoking weed and then Thomas smokes it, takes a picture of him and <laughs> you find out why Thomas is here. And once again, same religious things. He was smoking weed. He thinks that his parents are going to disown him, you know, yeah. oh, he's a failure. But, you know, so Ellie kind of sends that picture back to them and then he finds out that they don't really care. I can just go back, mm-hmm. you know. It's no big deal. And that, that was a yeah. whole thing there. So, of course, Charlie well, was, just... What's that? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I just felt it was so weird because I feel like um, Thomas is such a weird character because, like, you know, he's <laughs> the one that has, like, suppos- supposedly, like, this super big mission of trying to save people and trying to help, you know, because he said to, um, to Ellie that... Uh, like all he wants to do is just like save one life right he has like this super right. righteous mission yeah but he's also kind of like the one that doesn't really like um like kind of like live like day to day or like he has like real struggles right mm-hmm. yeah because at the end of the day he's probably like some rich kid who yeah probably just you know just got in trouble for smoking weed and like stole money but you know, through right. like kind of like his privilege, nothing's going to happen. Like his parents are probably going to pay the $2,000 back. Yeah. Um, everything he did was whatever. And he's just going to have a normal life while yep. everybody else are suffering, like kind of these like super big consequences, you know? That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom is like the only one that gets off scot-free, even though he's like this super big, you know, savior figure. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <sighs> that's a good point there. Then, um, but like I said, uh, Ellie sends that back and, you know, Thomas talks to Charlie about it and he just like, oh, she did all that? Well, see, she did it for your good. She did it because she cares about you, which at the end of the day, you know, Charlie's seeing the good. He's not seeing her thinking that what if their parents got pissed and actually disowned him and, you know, all yeah. this stuff, you know, he's just seeing the good that at the end, you know, she's a good hearted, a good kind hearted kid and, yeah, a lot of scenes with the mom. The mom comes in too. Uh, Mary and him have a confrontation as well because she's yeah. uh, she's pretty up. Oh no, the other scene too where um, you know Charlie is talking to Liz and Ellie and Mary. They're all there and they're talking. They're discussing money of how you know you promised to give her all your money, didn't you? And then uh, Liz says, "Well, you have none, right?" 
and he's she says of course he has money and of course liz gets really offended too because you know she's God, been so sad it was, it was a horrible thing he's like i, I offered like, her truck broke down once he said mm-hmm. i offered to pay for it and i said no because i thought you had no fucking money to your name you know yeah it was yeah. that that was that was just a heartbreaking scene it was awful i mean obviously hong cho's acting here was just amazing you know it was, mm-hmm. it was so good you really felt like the emotion and the betrayal essentially from charlie yeah, the character felt so real you know it was insane dude and then yeah same or with um same with that one scene with mary and just charlie arguing and then mary says the only reason you married me was to have a daughter have a kid essentially and mm-hmm. because i mean i don't know you know how true that is or not but you know i, I can see that happening some people do want to you know are you know they go a certain way in the spectrum and Obviously, they can't have a kid, so they just marry somebody just to have a kid, and then they leave them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah. a. It's a tragedy everywhere, you know. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, it's just sad because I feel like you know, um, she, I feel like she's like super insecure about like where she stands in all of this because you know, like at the end of the day, you know, um, Charlie was like closeted or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, it kind of feels like does like the feelings Charlie had for um, what was the mom's name? Mary. Mary. Were like were they all like kinda fake or like you know, were like was there some like any truth to that? And I feel like it oh, just kinda yeah. sad because like, you know, she doesn't know where he where she stands in everything and like how like Charlie cares about people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like cause she like she did fall in love with Charlie, but like um we never know like the Charlie's perspective of it or like an experience that we don't have like Right. Um we haven't felt, right? So we right. can't really relate. Yeah, and that's that's really sad. Yeah, you're right because um, she also says that like cause obviously she, uh, Charlie met Ellie now, and then uh, she feels really bad. She's like, you blame me for being a horrible mom, you know, because you know how she is now. And he mm-hmm. says, no, of course I don't. I don't blame you. He's like, you know, she's just saying that she's a nightmare. She can't control her, you know. And right, it's just a sad thing, man. Honestly, and then like you see like um where Mary and Charlie are hugging each other, talking about when they went to the beach, you know, you get that reminiscence, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. a lot of just good human moments. This movie does well. Yeah, um, I agree. Cause I feel like it's super like, you know, I don't know. My friend kind of described it like grave of the fireflies. No. Okay. Or like, it's just like in a super emotional ride, but like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like one like big difference is like grave, grave of the fireflies just beats the shit out of you. Yeah. But I feel like with the whale, um, they definitely do kind of give you kind of like hope in a way or um, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like um, like there's good like heartwarming, like touching moments, right? Where we feel people like connecting and like, you know, even though like this entire situation is like super bad and like, you know, everything's going to end for the worst that like, you know, there's like some real moments between people that like, you know, mattered. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What do you think his thing with honesty is? Wait, what'd you say? Say it again. So, like, you know how, like, in his class, he's always talking about, like, honesty. He wants to, like, to real, read, like, real shit. Yeah. And then they also kind of translate to his daughter where, like, I feel like he thinks, like, I don't know. I think it's my interpretation where, like, you know, um, the best part about his daughter is that she's, like, I, I don't know. I get that she's honest or she says whatever she. Mm, right. She says, but, like. Which is kind of false because, like, you know that we know that Ellie is, like, kind of, like, acting out a lot and, like, anger. Um, 
and she just has things to be spiteful and are her like true like feelings right but yeah i just wanted to think like you know what was this whole thing with honesty well i mean that's a rough one man i, I think that's obviously up to everybody right but i think for me i i think just him being a writer or you know him being a true writer he's sick of a sense you know because like yeah ellie he tells her what do you think this means in this poem and then she just thinks it means nothing he just meant this who cares it doesn't mean anything like oh red means that it was uh you know bloodstained or whatever he's just like it just means this so yeah i think him just being a teacher like a writer people try so hard to write these you know intricate crazy like poems or essays and they mm-hmm. just don't come they come through more as fake even if they're trying to make it sound honest but when he tells gives them all like a an essay kind of deal to just be honest about it and she's like oh i want to be a some some girl says she wants to be some crazy like um word i don't even know what that is and i think he just appreciates honesty more which maybe it goes back to his character of him yeah. just not being honest with himself a lot of the times as well i'm not sure mm-hmm. But that's what I got from it. I think he was just the whole time he was lying to himself. A lot of the times, whether it be with um, Ellie or especially with Mary too, you know, kind of being with her to just have a kid. And he doesn't, he doesn't admit to that though, but it seems that that's probably the case. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what did you think about like the whole Moby Dick thing? Mm, like the Ellie's essay? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ellie's essay and how like they always bring up Moby Dick. Because I feel like Moby Dick has been brought up like a couple of times during the film, and I feel like it has to have like some sort of like relevance. But I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I think it just has to do with um, obviously Ellie wrote an essay about Moby Dick, and you know I think though the essay she wrote relates to Charlie a lot, especially now how he is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, it's just that a lot of people you know she thinks that it's an incredibly sad story and. You know, I mean, the way he read it every time and, of course, the ending where Ellie reads it finally was. Yeah. I'm not sure either what Moby Dick, you know, if anything with the movie. Oh, it's called The Whale, I'm sure. Has some crazy yeah. meaning, but I'm not, not too yeah. sure myself. Do you think he died at the end? Yeah, of course. I think he did. I don't know, because I feel like um, it was just kind of conspiracy theory because I feel like, you know, like there was a whole moment where, like, because Charlie throughout the entire time he's like oh I don't fuck with some religion I don't fuck with God but mm-hmm. I thought it was super weird where like you know his last moment was him kind of like jumping into like kind of like the light kind sure. of like, which is super like heaven or whatever and um, I don't know I think it was interesting where like oh where Thomas said like oh if like you know if you like accept the Lord that's why that's where you're gonna get saved right. and so I feel like there was like interesting like kind of just like juxtaposition there where like you know he ends up like going into like this heaven or, or whatever and um and um yeah i don't know it was just like a little conspiracy theory well yeah i mean sure i can see that but i just think that it was more of a beautiful ending and having him just plop to the ground you know you know you don't want him to <laughs> you know but that's the realness that's the honesty that, that is the realness happen. but i think he, he might have crushed ellie he <laughs> <laughs> I think he finally died happy. Maybe you know he um, he always like every time, you know in the in the beginning he was dying. He wanted to, he wanted Thomas to read the um, the essay because he wants to hear one more time before he dies. Then he finally gets that. So I think he just died happy. 
and mm-hmm. you know it didn't want to show us the ugly of him just plopping i don't know maybe because it would yeah, be yeah <laughs> no for sure yeah right? yeah no it would be a hor- like kind of like a horrible way um yeah but i mean so, other, yeah i mean other than that i like, there's little you know you know tidbits here and there but i think we more or less covered the movie for what it is yeah yeah um do you want to rate it Okay, before we get rating, Brian, give me your mm-hmm. best A24 film, your favorite. My favorite? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I, I think am. it might be The Lighthouse. Oh. Um, just because, like, Robert Patterson and then William Dafoe, just, Ooh. you know, two God-tier actors. Good luck. Um, and then the movie's just so strange and weird and powerful at the same time. And just, like, there's a lot of, like, like... I don't know. It's just so jarring. And then also like the way that it was shot, it was really interesting too. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the story behind the production. Um, but I also really like The Witch. Um, yeah, it's good. And I'm pretty sure this movie is that. I'm forgetting. But I think those are the ones that kind of come. Like when you say that, it's, it's what I instantly think. No, not those are good choices. Robert Eggers is a good director. No doubt. Yeah. So yeah. for me, The Whale is now my second favorite. And then my first favorite okay is indeed the lighthouse as well i'm with you there yeah that's just I, slaps. lighthouse I is so, so good yeah it, i think you're right robert pattison willem dafoe just two guys you know uh smelling like uh you know cum it, it's the great <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so fucking weird but so fucking good exactly well all right excellent thank you for that now for the rating for the whale i kind of gave it away but i this movie was so good um it, unfortunately, it is relatable to me in terms of like how a dad kind of just you know leaves a person, how it leaves his kids, right? Like happened with mm-hmm. me, not in the same way. He didn't totally cut us off, but you know I can relate to a lot of the scenes, and you know it hit me emotionally a lot more than yeah I thought it would. But I related to it a whole lot. You know, super emotional. It was super good. Everything about Brendan Fraser killed this role. You know, just being in a small little room slash apartment. Studio set was amazing, but I this movie was so good. Like we've been over how, you know, the message of religion, the homosexuality, just all of that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have my thoughts on everything on this movie, but I enjoyed it a whole lot. And this movie for me is also a ten out of ten up there with the lighthouse. Lighthouse is just a little bit better than this, but the whale was also a great movie. Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. Um on a lot of things where I feel like, I don't know, I think what the movie does best is like really humanizing people. Because I feel like yeah. there's a lot of great people, but also a lot of great people have done like a lot of shitty things. And I yeah. feel like, you know, like, you know, myself included, you know, I feel like I've done some shitty things. And like, sure. you know, sometimes it's not always like, it's not always like kind of like super dramatic, right? Where like, yeah. you know, you're fucking, you took a shit at somebody's wedding on the cake and fucking <laughs> um, crashed the car. I don't know. You know, like it's not super dramatic where like it has to be like a like a blaze of glory, right? Where like sometimes mm-hmm. like a lot of things just come from like not hitting somebody up or like um, not being there, you know, or kind of like not saying things. And I feel right. like I think there's a message that a lot of people can relate because I feel like we all have our regret- regrets and skeletons in our closet um of course yeah i just feel like he's kind of i think they did a really good way just kind of portraying like humanity and kind of like all aspects of it like the ugly and the good you know 
Sure, yeah, of course. You know, there's a lot of beautiful moments of Charlie, but also at the same time, you know, he hurts a lot of people but from what he does. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of how, I really love how they kind of like show that aspect of it, right? I agree, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for me, you know, I also love the set. I think it's great that they were able to keep us contained and like, you know, it did make us feel claustrophobic, but at the same time, I feel like that was like a very big part of it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel like it's a good 9 out of 10 for me. Excellent. Yeah, cool. Well, I guess that wraps up another amazing episode of The Anime Fridge. Um, check out our other episodes. Check out when we did The Joker. Um, yeah, and just um, hit us up Facebook, uh, Instagram, Anime Fridge. Also, I think Twitter, Anime Fridge. And then Gmail, animefridge at gmail.com. Hit us up with like an anime you want to see reviewed or any questions or concerns. Uh, but yeah, I'm Brian and that is my senpai, Aturo-chan. Have a great night. Bye-bye.